Hello, John. Thank you for agreeing uh, to this interview. We are meeting in relation to your today's performance and a clear reference to the First World War and its commemoration. Do you have any personal or family connection to the First World War? Not directly that I'm aware of, um, but I don't know whether this is still the case, but it probably is. But certainly, like like most people of my generation, in um, in the course of secondary school, you know, I was educated, uh, taught history about taught the history of the First World War, um, and as is also very common, uh, Wilfred Owen and Siegfried Sassoon were among the, the poets that I probably first encountered um, in English literature classes. Um, and I think I think actually for people of my generation who, when I was born in 1979, so a, a good 60 years after the end of the conflict, um, that tends to be how we feel connected um, to the First World War. Um, actually, it's it's through history and also to some extent through literature, rather than necessarily. I'm sure, of course, there are there are people with very direct family connections, but it's probably much more common to have my kind of experience. I see. Uh, do you wear a puppy on Remembrance Day, for example? I do. Yes, I do. Um, and as part of my... So I work as a freelance singer, and that includes um, work in churches. So I um, am usually to be found on Remembrance Sunday singing um, on a Sunday morning in church. So um, taking part in Remembrance um, commemorations, Armistice Day commemorations. I see. That's very interesting. So even though I have taken part in many commemoration events, I cannot imagine how it feels to take a very active part as you do as a performer, as you know, opposed to uh, being just a member of the audience. From your personal experience, could you share with us how it feels to take part in both uh, and perhaps uh, try to compare the two experiences? I suppose, particularly if you're talking about a work um, such as Anthony's piece Gallipoli to the Somme which um, we're, we're speaking just a few hours before the before the first performance um, or similar pieces there aren't that many similar pieces that I can think of but something like the the War Requiem of Benjamin Britten um, which is a piece with a similar kind of um, project um, of bringing together texts and music which respond quite directly um, mm-hmm. to war and the effects of war I think my feeling on performing works of that kind um, without wanting to sound too pompous about it is is one of quite a profound sense of responsibility um, in both this piece and in the the Britain war requiem um, or another piece that springs to mind the Donovan's Parchem of reform Williams that he wrote in the 1930s um, but looking back to the first world war um, as the soloist you find yourself singing the words of war poets um, so in the case of the Britain, it's Wilfred Owen. In the case of uh, the Vaughan Williams, it's Walt Whitman. And in the case of Anthony's piece, um, it's not just poetry, also prose, but um, accounts of the war written by those who served in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so when you when you stand up to sing, you do feel as though it's your it's your role, it's your responsibility to channel that experience, to present and perform it to an audience um, in a way which is um, sincere and authentic. Um, that that does feel like a, a, a responsibility. I mean, all, all performers will always talk slightly pompously about their responsibility to the text, their responsibility to the composer or to the librettist or, or whoever. But it has a, it has a peculiar piquancy, I think, um, in 
in this kind of small group of of works um, which take their inspiration from very large-scale human conflicts. Sure, I understand the responsibility part, especially as you're giving voice to those who can't, who are not here any any longer. Mm. But at the same time, the, the the narrative of how we commemorate uh, First World War, it's often quite simplified and and quite. Um, uh, related to to uh, national sentiments, how do you feel about that? About the complexity, which is inevitably uh, part of the narrative, but which is being, a- according to some, reduced as a, as a performer. It can be a very strange thing. Um, I find myself thinking back two or three weeks ago. I was one of, I think just over 300 musicians on the stage of the Royal Festival Hall performing in a a, a very rare performance of Prokofiev's um, cantata for the 20th anniversary of the revolution, which he wrote in 1937. Um, So that's a a piece which um, commemorates and honours a civil conflict, which is here in the UK. It's It's completely outside our national tradition, mm-hmm. um, completely outside our natu- national history, um, and in some ways, it, yeah, we we feel, I think, as performers, we felt quite acutely that sense of distance, um, and that sense that what we were doing belonged in in a narrative, a nationalist narrative, um, that we stand outside, and that we would want to critique, that we would want to question. Um, and so, of course, when you put, when you perform, uh, as you say, when you perform works such as the Britain or Anthony's piece or similar similar works, um, which arise within one's own national tradition, uh, both artistic and um, political, I suppose yes, there there is a question of do we simply sort of accept the work on its own terms, um, do we go along with it completely, um, or do we also find ourselves departing slightly or taking taking a side long look mm-hmm. at, at the at the composers um, and the librettists or you know, the poets' work? But I think I mean inevitably um, it's it's one of the it's one of the pleasures, it's one of the the, the really positive um, things about working within a, a performing medium that yes actually our response does change over time I think the way in which something like the Britain War Requiem was performed in the early 60s um, with a a group of performers and an audience nearly all of whom would have had very direct personal experience of the Second World War which in the first instance it was written to commemorate Um, I think that what I imagine would have been really quite a reverential approach maybe isn't exactly the same approach that performers would take now. Um, and there are there are all kinds of ways in which that difference might manifest itself. Um, it, it could be that, that people actually find something harder edged um, than would have been the, the, um, the instinctive choice I of see. performers in the 1960s, for example. Well, would you say that music can, in a sense, tell a story 
but also challenge the story at the same time. It can do, absolutely. I mean, something like the um, something like the, the the Britain work, which is um, quite familiar to me, it's 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 full of it's full of moments where the um, the Latin mass is is actually the kind of consoling um, sentiments of the Latin mass are actually undercut um, by the by the, the, the choice of music um, to which they're set. And there's something there's something similar to that in the in the the Vaughan Williams Donna Davis Pacem. That uh, it's not, if you like, a, a literal, sort of reverential setting of the of the mass text. Um, it brings the experience of war and sort of turns it back on the text of the mass um, in a way which is, I think, you know, theologically quite challenging, or can be. Well, this concert, which is taking place today at the Sheldonian in Oxford, is. Um, a culmination and end of a Melanchthon seminar series, post-war commemoration, uh, uh, reconciliation and reconstruction. We, during the seminar series, we discussed three different modes of commemoration, textual, which I'm sure you know a lot about as well, monumental and oral. In your view, what can music offer to commemoration that text and monuments cannot? I suppose there there are many answers to that, and of course, music musical performances that I'm involved in um, as a singer are nearly always performances of text as well as music. Um, vocal music is is by its nature almost always um, something which is interdisciplinary, which uses uses different artistic forms and brings brings them together into a performing whole. Um, Anthony's piece is remarkable because actually it brings together not just music and text, but in a sense it also responds to a monument in that the last movement takes the text from the Aztec Memorial in Canberra um, and sets that to music that he's already um, established as, as the kind of main thematic material um, of the piece um, over the course of 55 minutes. Um, so. I suppose on, on, on the one hand, you know, it's not so much that music is doing something different from text or even from monuments, it's that music is working with those other forms uh, to create something. But uh, to address your question more directly, um, I suppose what a musical performance such as we'll experience tonight can offer is a sense of occasion and a sense of ritual, really. Um, I don't want to kind of em embark on some kind of enormous um, uh, argument about secularization in society, but um, I think it probably is the case that there are now many people who are not churchgoers necessarily, um, who perhaps don't even attend church services or public ceremonies on Remembrance Sunday in November each year, but who nevertheless do attend performances of works such as Anthony's piece or the Britain or you know, other works which, which respond um, to the task of remembrance. In the classical music world we're often, I think, um, challenged for the ways in which the, the etiquette and the, the quasi-ritual aspects of life in the concert hall 
um, perhaps make uh, perhaps con contribute to, to limiting our audiences and making people who are unfamiliar with the form potentially a bit uncomfortable with coming to a concert hall and feeling that there's a whole there's a whole etiquette there's a whole ritual here that they're not familiar with and they don't quite know how to play by the rules um, but actually I think for for pieces like this there's something very very powerful about bringing a large group of people together on stage bringing a large group to get of, of people together in the audience sitting quietly and listening together sharing the space and sharing for the case of this piece around about 55 minutes the musical work as act of remembrance um, to which we all bear witness to which we're all present um, we just finished rehearsing and we we rehearsed the piece in order so I went upstairs um, to the back of the Sheldonian and listened to the very end of the piece in which I don't perform which is the point at which the text from the Atatürk Memorial is sung by the choir um, and the soprano soloists with orchestral accompaniment um, to music which we heard at the very beginning of the piece and there really is something quite extraordinary and 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 unique, I think, about experiencing that text not as it is chiselled on a monument, which you know, to experience is, is also a very moving thing, but to experience it sung by a large group of people as one, um, making the same air vibrate with their sound that you are inhabiting and that you're breathing. Um, that's that is, I suppose, the the, the physical um, as well, as much as the emotional experience, which I think is is unique to to musical performance. Thank you very much. My pleasure.